Well, my friends, this evening we hear the story of what's otherwise called the parable of the prodigal son, um, but that name, actually, it's better um, to look at it in the context in which it begins, that it's a man who had two sons. This man had two sons, and they each kind of are missing the love of their father in different ways. Um, but he's the father of them both, that he loves them both. And so we hear first about the, the younger son, the younger son who says, give me my inheritance, give it to me, it's mine, I want it now. A little detail, when you get inheritance, when the person you're getting it from dies. And so, by telling his dad, I want my inheritance now, it's like, well, you haven't died yet, I don't want to wait anymore, so give it to me now, right? And he takes his inheritance, and we hear he goes to a distant land, he goes as far away from his father as he can, and he he squanders it, he just wastes his inheritance uh, on a life of dissipation, right? On on all kinds of uh, rowdy living in sin. And after wasting his inheritance, this famine strikes the land and now he's hungry. And I think we need to listen to this story as a, a real tragedy, right? Here is a son of a good dad, right? This actually could maybe be better called the parable of the good dad, right? So here's his good dad who loves his sons, but this one son runs away from home. And so now, and then what happens? While he's away from home, uh, he gets into trouble, he, he runs out of money, and we hear that he hires himself out to some pig farmers who, uh, he, he's so hungry, even working for these farmers, who, who don't treat him well, obviously, by the fact that he's still starving. And we hear that this son of the good dad is so hungry that he even wants to he'd eat the pig food, right? I'm so hungry, I would even eat the pig food. And it's, this is tragic, right? This is, this is very sad. Here you have a good kid who is raised in a good family, who goes off and gets himself lost. And the situation in now which he finds himself, he wants to eat pig food, um, but he's a son of the father. And this is the situation of us, sons and daughters of the good dad, when we go in search of sin rather than living in the joy of our father. That I want to go, I want to take the gifts that I've been given by God, my inheritance, creating the image of God, freedom and grace and blessings, and I want to waste those on sin, on garbage. And then ultimately sin never fills us. That, that's just, it doesn't have the stuff to fill us. And so after that, we're empty and we're hungry. And then we just want more garbage. And if we recognize, we, hey, we're sons and daughters of the Father. I have a good dad. And so it's one of the most beautiful lines in the story. Finally, coming to his senses, Right? Just coming to his senses, he says, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough to eat? I, his son, and here starving. And I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back. I'm going to go back home. And he's got a whole plan of how he's going to apologize, how he's going to try to earn his father's love back, what he's going to say. He's probably going to get yelled at. He's probably going to get punished. He's going to just have to work as a hired servant. But you know what? Coming to his senses, even that is better than starving and wanting to eat pig food. And again, 
just the beauty when you hear it from this kid who just has gotten so lost. So he got up and went back to his dad, right? He got up, he went, he went back to his dad. And again, this is the situation where we finally stop saying, I'm going to go chasing after sin and I'm going to go after all these other things that I think will make me happy. And guess what? No matter how bad the sin has been, no matter how long it's been, no matter how far away we've fallen, just at a certain point, we've got to come to our senses and say, what, am I, what the heck am I doing? It's never too late to just get up and go back to my dad. I'm going to go back home and to have the courage. And so he got up and he went back to his father. And what did he find when he went back to his father? He didn't get yelled at. He didn't get punished. He didn't get treated with contempt. He didn't get blamed. He didn't get his nose rubbed in what he did. We hear his good dad sees him from a long way off. While he's still far away, his dad sees him and runs to him. His dad runs to him. Now, a little bit of culture. In that time, uh, the elderly and those in positions of power, they should never run, right? They should never run anywhere. Um, because it's, it's unfitting their dignity to run, right? Um, but dad doesn't care. His son is coming home. And so dad runs. He runs to his son. And he embraces him and he kisses him. And the son starts this whole speech that he had prepared. Father, I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned against you. I don't deserve to be called. Forget about that. The dad doesn't even let him finish the speech. He just says, no, forget. Put a, put a robe on him. Put a ring on his finger, sandals on his feet. We gotta celebrate. We're gonna slaughter the fattened calf. My son has come home. My friends, no matter how bad any of our individual sins may have been any time in our life, it's never enough to keep us away from our good dad. And no matter what it is, no matter how long it's been, no matter what we've done, our Father, every time we decide, I'm going to go back, I just, want, I just have to go back. We don't get yelled at. We don't get our nose rubbed in what we've done. Our dad runs out to meet us with love. We are sons and daughters of the good Father. And so he comes to meet us with total love, with his overflowing mercy. And we celebrate every time we come back. A saint that I love, St. Jose Maria Escriva, would say, now here's a canonized saint. And he said, I live the parable of the prodigal son a hundred times every day. Right? A hundred times a day. This canonized saint would run away from the house of the father because I'm going to go off and do my own thing. And then come back. And then run away again. And then come back. And then run away again. And then come back. But no matter how many times we run away, when we decide to come back, no matter how big or small, no matter how long or short, our dad always runs out to meet us and celebrates that we're, we're his sons and daughters and he loves us. Now, it's, the par it's not the parable of just the prodigal son, it's the parable of the two sons. Because now what happens? We had one son who was far away physically and it, the parable started because tax collectors and sinners are all coming to Jesus because they've been far away physically. But the Pharisees and scribes are complaining about that. 
this man, what is he doing? He's eating with tax collectors and sinners. And so the older son, the second son, who stays not physically far from his father, but emotionally, but spiritually far. And when he hears that there's a celebration and he's on his way and he hears your, your brother is back. He ran away. We thought he was dead and he's back. And he gets angry. What a response. My brother is back. We thought he was dead. And I'm angry about that. And I refuse to go into the house. And so I'm going to throw a temper tantrum and stay out in the field. And you know what? As a spiritual father myself, if someone wants to throw a temper tantrum and stay out in the field, I would say, maybe it's the way I was brought up too, good, stay out there. Dinner's going to get cold. When you decide to grow up, come on back in. Right? It'll be here for you. And that is sometimes how maybe when we want to throw temper tantrums about people coming back to God, and I don't like that that person's in church and that per- I'm pointing at the corners, obviously, right? I don't like that that person and that person's in church. What are they doing here? They're a sinner. Well, we want to throw temper tantrums and say, I'm not going to church if that person goes to church. And you want to stay out in the parking lot? Again, Fine, whatever, come in when you grow up. No, what do we hear the father does? The father came out. His father came out and pleaded with him. Just like the younger son was far away and the father ran to him, now the father goes out to his older son, throwing a temper tantrum in the field, and pleads with him and begs him, and the son of God, look, I've been, I've been your slave all these years. And the dad would almost say, I don't want a slave. I don't want slaves. I want a son. You're my son. You haven't been a slave at all. And if you think you have to slave to earn my love, you don't understand the love of the father. And maybe with some of us, if we think at other times that we have to slave, I have to earn God's love. And you know what? God loves me because I am so great and I'm so holy. And I do so much to earn God's love. No, not at all. God loves me because he's good. He loves me because he's my good dad. And there's nothing I could do to earn that. And so the father pleads with him and says, My son, my son, you're here with me always. Everything I have is yours. But we have to celebrate. Your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost and has been found. And so, if on our hearts at times, we want to be, think that we earn God's love, we think that we have, and we're the righteous ones, and those sinners, what are they doing in our churches? Absolutely not. That's like staying in the field and being the grumpy older brother. But still, the Father doesn't give up on us, even if that's where our hearts are. It's here, Jesus is pleading with the Pharisees and the scribes to get on board. They're invited too. We're going to get that next week as well in the gospel. They're invited too. Even the Pharisees and the scribes are shown the mercy of God. There was a, um, and we should want them. We should want them to, we should want all people to convert. All people to be brought back to the love of God. And so my friends, this is what we get this weekend on this fourth Sunday of Lent. We should pray with this passage a lot. It's the 15th chapter of Luke's gospel, right? To pray with him. The good dad. And no matter whatever state we find ourselves, if we're the ones running far away, our dad wants us back. And he's going to run out and he rejoices when we come back. 
And if we're the ones that are maybe in the field thinking that we're earning God's love, well, our dad comes out and he talks to us and says, no, you don't earn my love. I love you because I'm your dad. Nothing we could do can earn God's love. My friends, let's ask our Lord for this grace as we continue our Lenten journey to understand the mercy of the good Father and that we may always experience this mercy in our lives and that it may overflow and all people can come to know the joy of living in the house of our Heavenly Father.